You are listening to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome listeners, welcome back. Today I am speaking with Danita Julius. Danita is an at-home provider and I'm going to let her introduce herself. So Danita, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you do and how long you have been working in the field? Um, I'm Danita Julius. I've been an in-home child care provider for almost 18 years now. I am a family home too. I am down here in Shadow, Nebraska. I was one of the first groups of home providers in Nebraska to join the Step Up to Quality, and I'm currently a Step 5. Yay! I feel like that deserves like a big sound effect of applause or woohoo! One of the first to join and currently a Step I love, and I want to talk about your journey a little bit with Step Up to Quality. So can you first give us that piece? Like talk to our listeners a little bit about your story with Step Up. Can you share a little bit about your journey? Maybe tell us why, like if you're one of the first ones, Danita, what was it about step up to quality that you were like, oh, yes, sign me up for extra work. Sounds good. (laughs) Why did you join? Why did you become a part of step up to quality? So many years ago um, in Wyoming, the Wyoming Children Action Alliance used to put on a really big um, child care program or conference every year. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to it. My son's grandma used to help put it together. So we used to go to it and it was huge. And they, they have a program kind of like Step Up to Quality there. And we used to look at that and be like, gosh, I wish our state had something like that to offer so that we had something to work towards or to understand the better concepts of the quality child care. Um, so when we heard it was coming here and, you know, they were, it was optional, but only for certain, you know, certain centers and stuff like that. I was like, sign me up. I want to, I want to know where this is going and I want to be a part of, you know, a part of the journey and learning it and promoting it and all of that. When I, when I first joined and started working with my coach, I also had that mindset of I'll probably never become higher than a step three because I work in my home and I want my home to be my home at the end of the day. I don't want it to be daycare all over the place. And as I started going through the Faker's book and started working on things and started marking off things on the checklist of like trainings that I had accomplished and just different areas, I started realizing that it was a lot easier to incorporate so many of the things that are suggested for the best practices than I had realized. And the more and more you start learning about things, you also start learning how much better for the kids stimulation and stuff like that, that more the natural environments are rather than the bright and colorful anyway. So then you start learning how to, to put and incorporate that all into your home too. So anyways, as I started, I started working with her and I, my, my coach knew me better than I did. And she's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll start with that. But I know deep down, she already knew where I was going with it. And anyways, I, I became a step four um, the first time I submitted and that was kind of all my own fault because I forgot to mark off my ELGs on my checklist. I don't know why. I just thought because I already accomplished that on a two that that was, um, that was just that. And it must've been something else. And I must not have done that. So I was like one point off from being a step five when I did my first 
when I, when I submitted for my first observation. And so then the next year, my goal was, okay, what else can I do to change things so that when they come back next year to re-rate me, I, I do, I do just fine, which I did do just fine. And that's when I got my step five. Um, one of the biggest things that I've gotten for myself out of being part of the step up to quality is more confidence in myself and my program and the recognition of being a professional instead of a babysitter. I get that all now from the communities, the organizations, and the families that I work with all the time. That that right there is such a big confidence booster for me because we we know what we put into what we do, but we always feel like they don't and that mm-hmm. they don't look at us that way because we're technically staying at home. Mm-hmm. And by going through all these steps and all this extra, I mean, it's not extra time and commitment really, but yet it is. Like, you know that you're putting that extra into it and you start viewing yourself that way instead of just wanting to be viewed that way. I love that. You gave me so much to unpack here. First, okay, the fact that (laughs) you went to a conference in Wyoming and was kind of learning about what they had going on and wishing for it here in Nebraska way back when, uh, and now we have it. And I agree with you. Like, it's such a powerful part of what we're doing here in Nebraska and the potential that we can all have together to grow is huge. Just having the the opportunity or the option for growth is a big deal. And just like a personal shout out to that's why we go to those conferences like that as part of, you know, Think of all you learn by going and another, I mean, we're not promoting any specific conferences in this podcast, but another one that I feel like for Nebraskans, that's not too far away, especially if you live in central or Western Nebraska, is the one in Denver. The Rocky Mountain Early Childhood Conference is another big one that they put on every year. And it's, I mean, we're just we live smack in the middle of the country, but we do have a lot of options and opportunities to still go and have professional development and learn about new things that are happening. I do think that when we see ourselves, and you mentioned this, if we can start seeing ourselves as professionals and then start seeking out ways to grow as professionals, such as not limited to, but going to conferences like that, you do grow and you do learn about new things that are out there and can come back and be like, Hey, why, where's this program in Nebraska? We need something like this. We definitely care about our kids very much in Nebraska too, and want to do what's right. So I love that you, you mentioned that. And then you just really are an advocate, Danita. When I hear you talking about how you're looking for ways to jump in and get better. And thank you for being honest about when you first started and how your initial goal really was, I'll probably just get to a three. And I think well, you know, a lot of- I don't even think they pushed that family homes could really get up to a five because there, there are some things that can make it hard when you're working in your home because mm-hmm. one of the big things on, st- on some of that with the safety part is being able to always have view of your children yeah. Well, needless to say, one of the things I did in my journey is I knocked down a wall between my living, my dining room and my kitchen. So I have some pretty good view lines now, but. <laughs> well, I think just a shout out to home providers. Anyway, I think some of the most creative things that as an observer that I've seen are it, 
are not to discredit classroom teachers, of course, but are in the homes of providers. Like, I think it's amazing how you're able to still, first of all, it's an act of love to open up your house to other people's children and serve your community in that way. Like that's a total act of love, but also how creative providers are with still making it like the best of both worlds. Like I'm going to keep this my home because you mentioned that was one of the things that you were really adamant about initially too, was like, this is my house. I want it to still be where we live in my home, but I have to make it work. So I'm able to do both. And that truly has been one of the coolest things I've seen as an observer lately is the creativity. Different creativities. It is. Yeah, it's so fun. And the individuality of how you're able to do it and still be part of Step Up to Quality. It's not like this total prescription. So like when your coach came in, you also mentioned a little bit about she really was there to support you on your journey, but it was almost like she could kind of foresee where you were going to go before maybe even you had that vision. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Now you mentioned early on that you are in Shadron. Yes. Talk to me a little bit. And I know that you and I have spoken before about this a, a bit, a teeny bit. And that was something that when we talked about that before, Danita, that really made my eyes light up. Like, oh my gosh, Danita gets it. (laughs) She really wants to start sharing with her community. And you, you do, you have this attitude of collaboration instead of competition, but let's be real. You're a business owner. You're, what you do is a business, even though it is a business of the heart and serving and caring and all of those things, you're, you're a business owner. So talk to us a little bit about if you're a business owner, why do you see value in sharing what you're learning or how you're growing with, quote, unquote, the competition in your community? To be honest with you, the other providers aren't my competition. They're my colleagues. Yes. I mean, we can't offer our services to every family that needs us. And these are the children of our future. This is our communities that we're building up. And we need to be working together to be able able to provide every child and every family with the best quality of care. So to me, working together is to build each other up is making it to where our whole community can offer to the whole, to to everybody in the community. I can't take on every family that's in my community. So why do I want to be the only one that's getting the phone calls? That's almost as exhausting as having a bad day at work is if you're getting too many calls and you feel like you're leaving too many families out with, without the need that they need. Um, Every program is going to have their own unique quality to add to their program. And this is going to make them that perfect fit for their family that they, that they choose, that chooses them. So it's not going to benefit our community and our future community if we aren't working together and towards the same goal. Honestly, at the end of the day, our biggest competitor should be ourselves. It should be, what can we do better the next day? Not everybody around us. And honestly, to me, the whole collaboration, I, we need to be collaborating through the whole state. I, we are very lucky here in Shadron and our whole, we've, since the day I started, we've had a group, we've done a, um, 
we've had a group that meets together. We provide trainings. We work together. We talk together. We look out for each other. And you hear so many other communities talk about how it's not like that. And our a big goal of ours is getting others to expand and start connecting more because we, we can't provide for everybody. There's no. not enough out there to provide for everybody that needs it now. So yep. it's, we might as well build each other up, not, yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Like when you said, they're not my competition, they're my colleagues, that gave me goosebumps. Like that's, that's like, we're working in a big center, but we're in our own, like, I mean, really yeah. it's, we're not we're not in it to compete with each other or we shouldn't be in it to compete with each other. We should be, I want my community to have a bunch more providers like me because I want to be able to say that Shadron is kicking butt at providing quality care, not I'm better than everybody. Absolutely. I think Shadron is kicking butt at providing we, we quality care. We do have care. a lot of very dedicated providers here in our community. I think we I think we're lucky across the state, but I think something that might be different in your community, what you're just talking about, is that mindset of we're colleagues, we are not competition, we are collaborators, and we're better together. Like when you talked about Danita, you can't serve every family. And even though you're a step five, like your quality, it is proven that you are a quality place to go with your babies. It's not like you have unlimited space or room. And when you have to turn families away, that's a heartbreaking. It is hard. That's hard. It's so hard. So knowing that there are other quality options for your community that they can go to just makes good sense to me. The other thing that I think makes really good sense that you said is it can't just be happening in Shadron. It has to be across the state. And if we start seeing each other as colleagues, collaborators, instead of this competition of East versus West or Central or North, South, whatever, instead of looking at it through that lens and really saying, what can we do collectively here in Nebraska to build the profession up so we are providing quality care for our babies and children and families? Like, I love it. I knew, I knew you were the girl to talk to, Danita. I, <laughs> I just knew it. Something that I, I mentioned when talking to providers and educators is your job is so big. Like you really truly are directly investing back into Nebraska with the work you do. That's what it is. You're investing. We're building up our future. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you talked earlier about when your families started seeing you more as a professional and really kind of honoring more of where you are and what you do, Versus this mindset of, ah, that's just, that's just, you know, childcare, or that's just, uh, I don't know. I hate using the B word, babysitting. I just, I just drop my kid off and I pick him up at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. And, when and you know, I don't even know that my family's ever just looked at me that way. But until I started feeling more professional, mm -hmm. I felt like they looked at me that way. I didn't give myself that credit that we deserve. Mm, yeah, I think that's so true. I think we need a whole nother podcast on professionalism <laughs> and like how to see yourself as that professional because you are like when we talk about 
your job and your role of directly investing back, not only into Shadron, but into Nebraska, into the United States, into the world as a whole. It's a big job and an honor to be able to do that. Like that's, I just love everything you said about, you know, the biggest competitor with you should be yourself and how every day to try and because not every day is sunshine and lollipops like (laughs) there's a lot of really hard days in the world of early childhood like you can have really joyful days but uh your job's hard your job is physically mentally emotionally hard it doesn't mean that it can't be joyful but having the mindset of how can I grow? How can I get better, like as an individual, instead of worrying about, you know, two blocks over and what she's doing in her home? And, right. you know, you know I said you should learn your new stuff and come back wanting to share it with who, the yeah. two blocks over so that they can get good ideas too. Absolutely. Oh, this is why we invited you on this podcast. So you can start spreading that message of, Hey, everybody, are you listening to Danita? Like, let's start collaborating. Let's start seeing each other as colleagues instead of competition. I think I just love that Danita. That's such a, you just say it so beautifully too. So, (laughs) well, thank you for making me feel good. (laughs) You do. You should feel good. You should feel really good about what you're doing. I love that you have that community and that growth mindset in Shadron that you all really are truly trying to help each other and help your kids. I mean, it's all about the kids. That's the, you know, that's the point. So, all right, let's get back to step up to quality in our podcast, but can you, think the next question I have is, can you kind of reflect on something powerful that has happened in your life as a professional who has joined Step Up to Quality? We already know you have this growth mindset, collaborative mindset. Can you think of anything in particular or an example or a story of something that has happened as a result of joining Step Up? When I first started, I really I I was, so I was a CNA from 16 years old and um, on, and then I started taking care of my husband's grandma who had MS at home health. And I was able to take my daughter with me and I had always kind of wondered about childcare, but I thought, I thought there would be all kinds of hoops you'd have to jump through to become licensed. I didn't never looked into it. And then one of my friends did it and it was like really easy for her to get going. And I was like, really? Like, it's not, you don't have to, you know you just think you're taking care of people's most prized possessions, you know, their kids, you would think there would be so much more to being able to say, yes, you can, you can have this license. So I hadn't really tried to do anything when she got it. I thought, well, maybe I should go ahead and look into getting my license and maybe I could just start with some evening care and kind of go from there. And I started out with my evening care and it ended up working out to where I was able to spend start the next year and pretty much start out with a full house because another program closed and the families came to came knocking on my door. So that must have been my, my first sign there that that's where I was supposed to be. I don't know, but um, I honestly didn't have a clue how important what we do is when I first started doing it, it was just a different journey of caregiving, I guess that I thought sounded fun and looked interesting Well, I got really lucky and I happened to be a block away from another girl 
And we kind of spent, started spending more and more time together. And we started kind of traveling to more trainings together and expanding from just what we have down here. Cause we don't get a whole lot down here in the panhandle. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we started doing the Wyoming one together. And then we started traveling to like Kearney or North Platte once in a while. And our minds start, we started spending every day at the, in the summer at the parks or at each other's houses with our kids and intermingling. And our minds just kept kind of growing with things and growing with things. And she's actually the president of our, our association here in town. And I'm not one to step and be like, I want to be the leader, but I love to be a part of it all. So I'm like, I'll gladly be the, ho- the one in the background, but I don't want to be the president. <laughs> I was doing all this stuff. And then I started realizing what all we were doing for the kids and how we can grow here and how we can grow there. But I still wasn't feeling like we were looked at any more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think it all, you know, we, in the last five years, maybe it's been more than five years because time kind of gets away from you. We started having a lot of um, programs that started organizations and programs that really started investing in childcare. And that, that, that was big for me that um, seeing, you know, like step up to quality show up and we've got NAYC and we've got the first five out there fighting for us all the time and Mm -hmm. NAFCC and NECC and six pence and the Buffett, all our kin. We've got, our local associations to, we have national associations and so many things out there that are actually saying you guys are doing all this work and you deserve every bit of confidence that you need out of it. You deserve every bit of recognition you're, you deserve out of it. And working with step up to quality really helped boost me in those areas. And I feel like my whole job, how I do my job with the, not the kids, But the other end of it really changed after that because I do look at myself as a professional now. I'm no different than, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm better than like a CEO or anything like that, but this is my business. So I'm no different than them because I'm investing in my job. I'm not, I don't work eight to five and go home at the end of the day and I'm done. I I think I think about, I I think about my daycare more than I think about my family most of the time. (laughs) Because I'm always looking for, oh, look at that idea. That would be great to take back to my program or we'll be on vacation. And it's like, we're shopping. And I remember when we went to San Francisco, I was so excited when I found actual Asian dress up clothes in a dress up mm-hmm. shop to take back to my daycare. I mean, we're just, we're always thinking of our programs and stuff. And I think so many of the providers don't realize that they are as important as they are. Ugh. I wish you could shout that from the rooftops because I totally agree with you. And I also love how you mentioned what we have going on here in Nebraska. Like we have a lot of really good support and a lot of really strong advocates who are speaking up and really rooting for everybody. But we have a lot of big steps that are starting and happening. And it's been exciting to see that because Mm -hmm. I remember working when we didn't have any of that. Yeah. Or we had a little bit of it, but they didn't really have any ground. And, you know, as much as I hate COVID, mm-hmm. I feel Nebraska really took away the importance of childcare with COVID. I think we, we connected with a lot of the, the, the entities and organizations that still didn't quite understand the importance of mm-hmm. childcare. And I think that opened up those bigger doors that we've been trying to figure out how to knock down. Yeah. But I, I I agree with you. I also find it, I always find it interesting when I talk to a lot of educators and providers, how sometimes in your previous life, you also worked in the healthcare field. (laughs) And some 
sometimes it's vice versa. Like I, when I was teaching, I had a really good friend and she left after one year and became a nurse. She's like, I, I can't be here, but I need to be taking care of someone somehow. Like yeah. we have that same kind you of have, DNA. When you have it, you have it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you I have know. that desire, you have that desire and you just got to find your connection that caregiver heart and what you said about always thinking about your kids and about your program. And you are a CEO. Absolutely. I love that analogy. You absolutely are the CEO. I don't know if like, I mean, CEO, those are pretty important people, but <laughs> so are you. It just, I mean, we, we are important. We are professionals. And I really feel like if providers started to look at themselves that way, um, you, if you started this to, because you just needed to find a way to take care of your family and you couldn't afford daycare, mm -hmm. or if you just started this because it kind of sounded interesting and you've been in it for years now and you're still going and you're not planning on quitting anytime soon, you are a professional at this. Absolutely. And you need it. You, it's worth that investment to have that, to have that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The that feeling that of being that professional, it, it yeah. is worth it because it gives you a whole different, a whole different level of confidence and puts you at a new level of what you're doing with your job. I love that you're tying in step up to quality with making you feel proud as a professional. Absolutely. Yes. That is a big benefit and bonus. And it does change your mindset when you see yourself in that light. Like I love that Danita. That's so true. Well, you know, so, when I'm looking at a book that's saying these are the best practices and I know I've accomplished so many of those things, then then how is that not helping be what built built me up? Um, the big thing with the step up to quality, too, I hear a lot of people they're they're It's almost like they're afraid to do it because, well, what if I don't want to do all that? You don't have to do anything that's in that book. Yep. That yep. book is just one big, huge book of suggestions for mm -hmm. the best practices. So you can go through that book and. If you feel like you, like, okay, the outside area is a big example. There's a lot of safety things in there that many people might feel different about. You can choose to focus on a totally different area of your program. And they're not saying that makes you a bad provider. Right. They're just saying in order for us to go through and rate everybody, these are what's considered the best practices. So you can take it on any level that you want and do what you want with it. It's not nothing saying you have to do this or you're doing it wrong. Right. Same with having a coach come in. We already kind of spoke about that. Like your coach is there to support you. Your coach is my gonna... coach never once told me how I needed to do anything. Nope. She always listened to me. She would be like, I love that when I talk about things or what I wanted to do. But she never once tried to guide me with what my thoughts or suggestions or ideas should be. And she shouldn't, because if you're the CEO, <laughs> she's there right? to help you. She's there to support you on your mission of serving the kids like that. The other thing that you talked about that I want to revisit just a teeny bit is how you you found a friend. When you first started out and you found a buddy down the street yeah. and now the buddy's the president of the. <laughs> it was really kind of funny too, because our addresses were the same, but the one block away. So oh. when she actually first heard me advertise, she was like, what is that? <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. And we, we can't do this job by ourselves. We really can't. And especially as a home provider, you might feel like you are working in isolation a little bit because you're 
typically, unless if you have staff, you're it. You're the only adult in that program. So I think always, no matter what your role is, it's always so important to have that person that is your person, your colleague. You have to have it. It's just, and I love that you, it sounds like you found the exact right person because you guys just like took off with starting to collaborate and grow. And I, I love that, Danita. All right. I've got one more question. So every time we end the podcast, we like to ask every guest the same question about their why. So Danita, what is your why? Tell us why you like doing what you do in Shadron. Why do you keep showing up for your kids and families? For me, I love the relationships and the bonds that I get with each individual child and their family. I love that I get to watch them explore the worlds around them with curiosity while they discover new things. And then they learn how to problem solve and to figure it out when they come across the new challenges, all of this while developing life skills. These are experiences that I get to be a part of nurturing by creating the environment that supports their growth and development. I keep showing up for my job because the children need us. They need us. They need those of us who are invested in them and their best outcomes. They need all of us to step up to the challenge of making sure we're doing our part and providing the best quality of care always for them. I show up because I know this is where I'm supposed to be and this is what I love to do. Become a provider. It started out for me as a way to raise my family, but it's turned into my passion. Oh, I love that why. That's such a good one about relationships and nurturing. You said the word invested, stepping up to the challenge and how this is such a job that you can't just feel meh about you really really can't like it's just such a profession of the heart and of how much we give back and if you what did you tell us you've been doing this for what 18 years 18 years in June Mm -hmm. you know what's going to start happening Danita you're going to start having babies of your babies are going to start coming to you I've had some of my kids refer kids and I've actually had to turn down one of them because I didn't have room. And yeah, it's, I know you start feeling old. I know. It's exciting too when you get those recommendations from from kids that you took care of. And yeah. I I love that part of it. Like it just, it just feels like your impact never stops. And that's a big, that's a big part of my why, like the impact and the relationships that you build with those families, especially in a smaller community where you know a lot of the families in your community Mm -hmm. and, you know, you see them grow, you continue to go to the sporting events and see the kiddos. And, you know, you're like, he was my baby and I had him. I know you go to the choir concerts and stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many of this grade I I actually know. (laughs) Yeah. Look at all my babies growing up so big. Oh, I just love it. Thank you so much for just being open and being real and sharing with all our listeners kind of your journey. And I love, love, love how you mentioned Step Up really just kind of flipped the script for how you viewed yourself as a professional. That's huge. It really has made a difference. And thank you for asking me to come and share because I love sharing. Sometimes I think people get sick of 
hearing no. me talk about about all of it. I, I mean, the ones that aren't in it, when I get, when they ask me the smallest question, I kind of get on my little, I'll, I'll kind of get to going sometimes. So well, <laughs> me and you both, <laughs> so we're on the same path with that. Uh, well, thank you again, Danita. Thanks for joining. And thank you. Thank you everyone for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journey with Step Up to Quality. Until next time, bye-bye.